0: We want to thank the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa, for this uh, for sponsoring this episode, as well as Wayland State Bank, Hinshaw Trailer Sales, McDonald's Boneyards, R&B Brakes Sports Cards, B&B Propane, Elsie's Kitchen.net, and Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa. Well, we're going to talk to Andy Krutzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union about the small schools playoffs. Andy, I don't believe the, the big schools uh, playoffs brackets are out yet, are they?
1: Not yet. Tomorrow they will be.
0: Okay, well, we'll have a, a, a opportunity to look into that tomorrow. But today we're looking at uh, the schools that you cover and what to look at in the playoffs for.
1: Them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want, to, what do you think, 1A or 2A? Why should we start with? A we'll arena?
0: start with 1A and just work through the bigger 1A. schools.
1: Perfect. Well, of course, um, here at the Southeast Union, we've got uh, a lot of teams in one A. One A is definitely our biggest class in um, baseball, anyway. Uh, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of um, of area uh, games that are going on. We have um, so these games start on Saturday, July first. This Saturday we have at Highland, we have Highland or we have new London at Highland with the winner of that game playing Notre Dame. That is in substate five district nine. So that's seven o'clock game at Highland and one gamer winner of that plays Notre Dame in the next round. Now the right, the other side of that uh, bracket, we have two games going on at Hillcrest Academy. Uh, game number one is Kyoto versus Pekin. That is a, as I said, a five, that's a five o'clock game. And then, Hillcrest Academy plays Lone Tree in the seven o'clock game, and then the winner of those two games will be playing um, in the next round, which is on Wednesday in Class One A. Um, and then on the other side of that, Sycamore and Danville and Iowa City, Regina and Wapolo. Um, so those are district games. So, so when it's all said and done, by the way, on that District Nine, we've also got Moravia, Moulton, Udell, and North Mascot versus Twin Cedars. When those districts are done, the Nine and the Ten will play each other. So if the one seeds hold. Um, that would mean that Notre Dame would be playing Hillcrest Academy for a chance at the state tournament um, in, uh, in Carroll. So that is all of our 1A teams kind of got shoved over there. Um, so, yeah, any of those games interest you?
0: Well, I, I, the one uh, in particular that I think is going to be a really, really good game is the uh, Pekin and uh, Kyoto game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, and that's a four or five. Well, same with Highland and New London; those are four or five games. So those are the games that are that are you know supposed to uh, go right down to the wire. Um. So uh, yeah, I wonder if we can maybe start a hillcrest and go down towards. It. I'll figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna run that day. That might be a day to, that might be a day to watch Pekin and Kyoto and then watch a couple of hillcrest innings, and go down and watch the end of Highland and New London. But I don't know if we could pull that all up. I have to look at the map on that one. Um. And why don't I just jump into the 2A games, because 2A um, talk about all our all our teams being in um, pretty similar areas here. Let's scroll down so we can see 2A. You know, we talked about it, right? You and me talked about it uh, last week or so, that I expected Mid-Prairie and Van Buren County to end up, uh, and, and Mediapolis to end up in uh, similar brackets. And um, in substate 5, those are three of the four top seeds. So in District 9, Mid-Prairie gets a bye. They'll play either Wilton or Tipton on July 5th, and then, on, uh, and then West Liberty and West Branch play. Uh, the winner of that will play Durant at Mid Prairie in the 5 o'clock game beforehand. Then those two winners will play on in, on Saturday, July 8th for that district title. On the other side, we got um, Winfrey Mount Union uh, and Louisa Muscatine play at 5 o'clock at Central Lehigh School um, and the winner will play at Van Buren County on Wednesday. Van Buren County is the number one, the seed in District 10. And then on the other side of the district, it's centrally in West Burlington. Winner plays Mediapolis. And when they that, the, that winner plays Mediapolis, that is also at Van Buren County at five o'clock. So that's a doubleheader at Van Buren County on Wednesday, a doubleheader at Mid Prairie on Wednesday, a doubleheader at a lot of places on Wednesday. And so then, um, let's just say, for argument's sakes, Van Buren County and Mid-Prairie are in the championship, and Van Buren County wins, and on the other side, Mid-Prairie plays Durant, and they win, and Van Buren County and Mid-Prairie would play in the sub-state final. So the, the two top seeds, the top seeds in our area 1A bracket are Notre Dame and Hillcrest, and the two top seeds are Mid-Prairie and Van Buren County in the 2A bracket, and I think, uh, I think in both brackets, there's a lot of juggling that could go on. Mid Prairie is a heavy favorite, obviously, in the two-way bracket, uh, but uh, we've had a lot of these teams beat each other that are kind of lower on the totem pole and um, and and stuff like that. So, uh, so who knows uh, how that's all going to shake out?
0: Well, uh, Mid Prairie's not going to cakewalk past Durant, uh, as we saw no. in the last game. Uh, took yep. a grand slam to win that game. Uh, yeah. Maybe even a walk-off grand slam, something something in that area. But they were down. Uh, Durant's yeah. got a pretty good ball team, according to my old friend Ryan Timmerman. Uh, uh, but uh, this bracket down there in Van Buren County has a lot of interesting teams. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, mediapolis and uh, uh, Van Buren. Uh, I saw that game, it was a two to one game, so um, that could go either way. Yep. Uh, Central E, what about Central E? They've been on kind of a tear. they uh, Van Buren got kind of a big knockdown for losing to Van Buren, but then or for to Central Lee, but then Central Lee went on and, and uh a tear and uh uh they're not someone that you could just write off in that. this uh, Van Buren, let's talk a little bit about the Van Buren team. Uh I think it's the most underrated team, uh, under-respected team in the state. And uh Jackson Manning, uh I'm assuming he's over fifty RBIs by now.
1: Oh, I, let me check on that to see what his stats are. Yeah, I would say I would say too well because Van Buren County is, keeps winning and winning, and then uh, they haven't been ranked yet. They're twenty-two and three right now. Um, first off, I will say that Van Buren County does have a little bit of an advantage if they can save their top pitching through that first game. If they can beat the winner of and Muscatine Winfield Mount Union. Uh, well, that's by the way, that's WMU mu-off This technically because they're they're Coop. If they can win that game um, without their top pitcher, you know that Mepo and Central Lee are going to have to go all out against each other. Um, if that is the, the game over there. So that's the advantage of having. Um, so so Jackson Manning, by the way, is at 50 RBIs exactly.
0: 50 He's RBIs, bad. man. And he leads the state. I mean, there's a lot of major leaguers that have played three times or at least twice as many games that don't have that many. RBIs. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, guys that are four hitters,
0: you know. Yeah. Cleanup hitters in the majors don't have that many RBIs. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that makeup. Uh, you know what I mean? there's something yeah. about a guy that can go up to bat with two outs and runners on base and deliver time and time uh, again, when we don't see that across the board, uh, yeah. it's, 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 what, what is it about Jackson Manning? And I interviewed him and he said he even likes baseball more than he likes basketball. And oh, I hate yeah. to, I, I almost can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think he's a better baseball player than he is a basketball player. if That's humanly possible. Uh, uh but, uh, uh, what do you think about the kid and, uh, Uh, What does it take for an athlete to get those hits when a team needs it?
1: I would definitely say a big thing is that it's just a lot of experience. And Jackson's been playing varsity for Van Buren since he's, been in eighth grade, I do believe. Uh, and I mean, that's something that's Van Buren, of, of all the teams, Van Buren is very senior led. Um, their top three uh, RBI getters are Manning, Sprouts, and Worth, and Anthony Duncan's right there in the top five, too. Um, you know, Duncan's their leadoff guy, but um, I mean, uh, Manning, uh, just like his uh, sister before him, uh, she used to be, uh, she used to play like Alfonso Soriano because she led off and uh, she would lead off with home runs all the time. And so there's a little bit of the, just the family dynamic. That family's been Van Buren's, you know, center of athleticism for for a little while now, um, and uh, but yeah, I think I think the experience and just knowing what to do in the situation is is the big thing. I mean, he bats five thirty six, so he's not going up there just to swing hard and get RBIs and you know and and stuff like that. So he's drawn eighteen walks, and they draw a lot of walks uh, in general. So um, patience at the plate, I'd say. And and the other thing is that he's always got people in front of him. You know, if they're scoring twenty five runs a game. You know, like like they did against—I uh, forget who—they beat twenty-five to three the other day. But uh, they're hitting double digits all the time. He's always got people on base when he comes up to bat. Uh, well, he and, does have know. some
0: good hitters in front of him, and guys, uh, uh, this Sprouse kid's a pretty good player. Uh, they yeah. got several pretty good players down there, uh, and they got some pretty good pitching, from what I saw. I mean, in, I only saw Sprouse, but they didn't get twenty-three wins or whatever they got without having some pretty good pitching all the way around. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Mid-Prairie right now. Now, Mid-Prairie, uh, you know, I'm going to put Central Lee down there. as kind of a dark horse. They seem like a team that that has, is capable of playing well. Uh, you got Minneapolis, another team that seems pretty good and uh, uh, might be able to give them a, a little go. You got Durant over there that uh, uh, took them to a one. Uh, they got a one-run loss against them. So, you know, that could go the other way. It's uh, pretty pretty tough uh, uh, Mid-Prairie team, but let's talk about what Mid-Prairie is doing well, and uh, 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 and I'm going to start out with their defense. You know, they they kind of remind me of a Lee Crawford, uh, uh, Sigourney Savage's coach team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes, Yeah, but, but their defense really seems to lead the way for them, doesn't it?
1: It does, and it helps when you have really good pitching, too. I mean, they've got pitchers that can go um, the full game, you know. Um, Colin Miller um, has had to step on kind of be their ace, you know Carson Grouse, but hasn't been able to, to pitch this year. Um, and him and Alex Bean, Brock Harland, all have uh, and and Henry, who are their their four uh, more, most likely starters. They all have not only experience, but those a lot of those kids have state tournament experience. I and mean, I think you know once you've played at state and had that, you know played against those teams and on on that level, I think that probably makes it a little easier when you're out in the regular season to, uh, uh, you know, take everything pitch by pitch and actually uh, uh, cut down on the errors or the lazy plays or whatever, like, you know, maybe it's also just playing on such a pretty field. They don't want to make errors on it. But um, one thing about mid Prairie is that they just they have so many weapons. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that they have one of the best depths. if it was they played a major league schedule where you had to have five guys, you know, rotate in and out. And, you know, I think they'd probably be even better than they are now because they have uh, such good pitching. And then batting-wise, I mean, their one through nine is is really strong. Uh, they brought a, enough back from last year, and they have enough power right there in the middle, and they've got enough speed at the top, obviously. Uh, you know, Kane Brown's one of the, you know, a track star, one of the, the, the speedier kids around. He leads off for them. Um, and so I just think it's it is, it's almost like no secret. It's just that they're talented at every single little level.
0: Yeah, I call um, him Kane Brown delivers. You know, Brown yeah. delivers that thing. He, he can do it. He's got yeah. a lot of power. He's a great hitter. I don't know. I think he's kind of run into some tough luck with some hard hit balls that were uh, fielded, you know, or, or right at somebody or another, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's a big, um, offensively, he's one of the players going to have to have a big tournament, isn't he?
1: Yeah. I'd so, say yeah. And actually he's, he's, he's a little under 300, but he's there. He's third in RBIs for those guys. Uh, they've got three guys who have, who have 20 or more RBIs. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, he's also, you know, another thing that makes mid Prairie tough to pitch against, I'm sure, is you have. Him and Grout both hit from the left side, right at the top of the lineup there. So um, you have people on on both sides of the plate hitting. You know, you don't, you can't, you can't go up there and throw a kid that does really good against lefties because they have so many good right-handed batters. Um, when I, I've seen them, they've uh, mixed it up a little bit. You know, you still get like the, they're not just up there swinging, swinging for power. I saw a couple of bump for base hits with them. You know, they put the ball in play all the time, and so really, you could just say any sort of uh, cliche baseball thing and they do it right. Uh, and that's the reason that they were so close at state last year is, um, you know, uh, they, they, they have depth at pitching, depth at hitting. They never seem like their backs are against the wall. I'd say they always seem like, all right, they got a, they got a guy with plenty of, of stuff to, uh, you know, answer in this situation. So, and I mean, that's, we talk about this is a, a fun little sub state bracket, but the fact that mid Prairie is the lone ranked team shows that they, that the state, um, you know, respected them enough to not have them play against, you know, too many um, teams that were ranked. So um, that's kind of how I knew it was going to be mid Prairie Van Buren. It just kind of makes sense that those would be the top two teams in this substate.
0: state Well, uh, it's Southeast Iowa. Uh, your location isn't the greatest to be seen by everybody in the state. And uh, if you get clear down there in Pia you're really off of the radar.
1: Yeah, you're almost in Missouri uh, at that point.
0: But who of our area teams is disrespected, is underrated, underappreciated, and maybe could show us something in these playoffs. And I'm talking 1A and 2A.
1: Yeah, good question. Well, it's funny because I'd say the answer to that question almost might be our 3A teams because uh, um, I think that uh, the the action in 3A down here, once they come out the bracket, I can guarantee you that there's not going to be a one or a two seed in our our immediate area, maybe a three. But um, that's a good question. Let me think. You know I've seen Winfield, Winfield not Union Columbus I know that they have um, a lot of talent especially in the middle of their lineup um, that could be a team that's a little dangerous um, let's see let's go 1a here um, you always look at teams like um, like Kyoto that had you know such a good season last year and maybe they dipped a little bit towards the beginning of the year because the idea is that they eventually figure it out New London is another one of those teams where they had yeah, a bunch let's of let's stop right and there and talk here.
0: about New London. Now, New London no, uh, coming off a, a, a championship win, but uh, they were struggling mightily. But yeah. then it seemed like here in the last week or two, they switched gears and uh, they've gone on a tear. And uh, uh, what's going on with New London? Why why have they shown so much improvement?
1: Well, I, I think it's exactly that. It's So so out of the the players that play right now, I think Brendan Ritchie is really the only kid who actually got playing time on the state. Uh, That that was such a senior led team that um, that he's the only one. And so it doesn't matter if you're the state champions, when you're coming back the next year, if you've got all new players, you know, they don't, you know, those are, those are all kids that played JV last year. And so, so it takes a while. You can't just, uh, I mean, I think what, they have like maybe two seniors on their whole roster. Um, A lot of sophomores uh, lead that team. And so it just takes a while to build back up and, get the at-bats in and kind of figure out your potential a little bit, especially in the Super Conference South because, you know, Van Buren senior led, New, uh, Notre Dame's ranked. And um, and so you, you're going against some pretty tough teams in those areas. So I think it's just that they've had the at-bats now. And they've kind of shown, you know, they still struggle a little bit on keeping um, scores down. They lost 14-13 to 13 against West Burlington the other night. And they got 15 against Van Buren County. So that side of the field hasn't quite clicked back on uh, for them yet but uh you've seen them bust out a few runs here uh, they, they scored they beat highland they scored 13 against highland they scored 10 against Pekin. they scored 14 against west burlington they almost beat central lee last night on the road um so uh so you can kind of see by the way that new london highland game because new london won at highland that first game uh i really that that's that's kind of a game to watch for me because what does highland do to they th- do they put Paisley in right off the bat or do they, they, you've got to think they're going to save him cause it's a four or five game. So, uh, so I, I kind of wonder how that's going to turn out. But, uh, back to new London, I think, um, I think it's just getting the bats Like those are players that are only one year into varsity. So no matter how much talent you have, it takes a little while. You can't, you don't just step up to the varsity plate and start, you know, banging out runs immediately. And so I think what new London had three, uh, three goose eggs in their first, uh, five, um, uh, for three, they got shut out three times in their first five, and haven't since then. Um, so yeah, and also, uh, you know, Jaden Flowers is a is a brand new varsity coach. Um, he coached them last year and stuff, but um, it also takes a while for you to figure out what your lineup is and who plays where and all this other stuff. Uh, you don't get a lot of time to practice that before the season. So I, I took that just just New London's uh, a school that always bust out talent and they had to they had to take their lumps a little bit this this year and now now they're finally starting to win some games and beat some teams that are pretty good
0: well uh, briefly i just want to talk about a team it's just a little bit outside your edge but it is a rated team and that's uh uh, uh notre dame uh, uh-huh. uh what about them uh, have you seen do you have you seen them at all or or do you have any information about them
1: so i haven't seen them at all but I've, i mean uh because we do all the because we cover our teams we've We've written a lot of little stories about who they've beaten. Um, in my experience, the last few years, when Notre Dame's gets good, it's always their pitching. Um, so they shut out Hillcrest Academy. Uh, they nearly shut out uh, New London last time. Um, they had they struggled a little bit against Van Buren County, but they beat Burlington in a game where you know those Burlington is a super super good team. Um, and so uh, I think it's it's you know you have. Uh, you have the pitching staff, and you know, as I said, they're, they've kind of risen to be one of the best teams in the South again. Since New London's a little bit down, um, so I think that's kind of what it is. You know, Notre Dame's always been pretty good at baseball. They uh, they, could have, they either went to state or almost went to state right before New London started going to state. I, I know they beat them in, the, in a big game. Um, so that's just it. You know, Notre Dame's a pretty good athletic school too. So, um, so I say that they have they have senior led pitching. And uh, I'm excited to see him. I, I assume that I probably will when they play. Well, I have to see them eventually because they're all they're playing against. Unless they get upset, they're they're playing against our team all the time. So.
0: Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Well, gosh, this has been a great, uh, fast-paced conversation. Uh, is there any other games that you want to highlight or talk about?
1: No, but I will say um, the as I said, the big schools come out tomorrow, usually towards the end of the day. I've heard people joke about that they release the brackets at the end of the day, so, no, so they don't have time for people to read them and call and and complain until the next day. But um, we, th- those are our only three teams left to get bracketed, are the Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, and Washington baseball teams. Um, and I'll just say heading into that, um, it's looking like, uh, assuming they all get in the same district that, like they usually do, I'd say that it's kind of a, a toss-up between Mount Pleasant and Fairfield, who's going to get the top seed. Um, uh, Fairfield's got a better conference record. Mount Pleasant's got a better overall record. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being maybe a four or five matchup. Um, and then Fort Madison, Keokuk, and Washington are all pretty close. Washington's going to get the short end of the stick on that because they're below an overall record. So wouldn't be surprised if they send the demons somewhere, uh, not very fun to play like an assumption or something like that. Um, but I'm excited to see the, those brackets come out tomorrow too. Yeah, that
0: would be a, a little bit exciting. I do kind of like that they, Put, get a little time in between so that I can yeah. interview the coaches and and the guys from the media and uh, get that all that information and then uh, 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 give give people about a week before the playoffs start to really get excited about the playoffs uh-huh. and and find yeah. out about these matchups and uh, you know it doesn't it's not always the the number one team that you need to that's going to create that great game it's the yeah. it's that Pecon Kyoto game yeah that, those know, are going to be the good ones that's, get that's them what, that's what one. round guy radio is always looking at you know yeah uh they're always looking to, to get there to that kind of game now i may i may actually be working with uh wilton beavers to call their game i may be up oh, there nice. speaking i don't know we're kind of working with some sponsors to do what they want right now uh and that's kind of how i'm going to do the playoffs we might be covering the van buren pod down there because we got some support with the meepo and the van buren down there so uh we don't know exactly what we're going to do but we're going to be bringing you the action and uh we're going to need guys like andy Kretzinger to help us out with this so Andy, is there anything you want to talk about before we let you go? Anything about
1: the paper or anything? Uh, Yeah. uh, Well, um, obviously you can subscribe to the Southeast Iowa Union. We're Monday through Friday paper. Uh, Make sure to watch our sports show, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk Live. That is on um, YouTube at um, Washington Live. It's just the name of the YouTube channel. You can also just Google Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk, and it'll pop up. We're there every single week talking about local sports, Um, and that's also on Facebook at Washington Live. Mount Pleasant Live and Fairfield Live and also on Spotify. So if you just search Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk you'll find it. And uh, and yeah, and, and we'll have uh, coverage of all the games here coming up and we'll be everywhere. So come say hi to us because we kind of get bored over there. You know, oh. we're just sitting out alone. So I, think so I think some people think that they, you know, they don't, you don't want to chatter my ear off. I've heard people uh, apologize for distracting me from my job but really during the games so I'm just standing around like everybody else. So feel free to come say hi. Well,
0: Andy and Hunter over there at the Southeast Iowa Union it looks like they uh, uh, they're, they're you're, you, it looks like they're flawlessly covering 14 15 teams whatever it is that they're 17 teams or whatever they've they've got to cover plus the teams that those teams are playing but it, it doesn't happen flawlessly it's because you guys work your tail end off I mean I don't know yeah. how many hours a day you work I don't you know there's times 11:30 at night you're calling me and giving a review you know about stuff it's just almost a 24/7 job isn't it
1: yeah, kind of is well, and yeah, I, I would say we probably aren't, aren't quite flawless, but uh, yeah, it is a twenty four seven job. Uh, so uh, we have stuff that happens all the time. You, we miss up all the time, just being two of us. Um, in fact, uh, we had a you know we tweeted out about um, Fairfield got their new head basketball coach, and uh, so I was talking to Jacob uh, Lindsay North uh, last night at Fairfield. He's like, "What do you think of the new Fairfield coach?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I hadn't even heard yet." And so, uh, and so, uh, yeah. So who is the new head football. basketball
0: coach? That one slipped by me.
1: Uh, Nate Perkins is, which is um, um, which is uh, one of the dads on the team there, so well, R- cool, R- Riley cool. Perkins' is dad. So, well, we uh, should
0: probably talk about some uh, news that's near and dear to my heart, and that's uh, 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 the Edwards boy going to West Point. How about that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that too, Abram. We actually talked about on sports talk today that Abram's going to uh, actually I just saw his sister Kayla Edwards who uh played a couple played volleyball and basketball for and wouldn't feel it just tweeted out a hashtag beat navy, so I thought that was pretty funny that she's already on that train. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I was telling Hunter I, I, I used to uh cheer for Navy because um one of my best friends is a Navy guy, but I'm gonna have to switch to uh, being an army fan now, so I'm I'm pretty excited to switch my allegiances.
0: Yeah, well, I'm an Army fan because I'm a member of the United States Army.
1: Uh, Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's especially good for you.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Uh, We really like West Point. Listen, uh, I don't know any other college or educational uh, institution that will prepare you for life or light up your resume Mm like you know, I mean, like, let's just say someone comes to the Southeast Iowa Union and you looked at, they attended West Point, are you going to hire him or what?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're of course. Gonna, yeah. You're just
0: going to tell all the other applicants, you guys can just go home. We got a West Point guy here. I mean, Yeah, that's right. You learn leadership, which you don't learn anywhere else. You, you, you I mean, you, you learn how to adapt to situations and overcome them, to improvise. Mm. Uh, You learn how to make decisions uh, when it's really tough to make decisions. I'm really, really, really proud. There was some gentlemen from this area that were getting some Air Force Academy looks and some West Point looks. And uh, nothing makes me more proud on Earth than to see somebody uh, get an offer to go to a West Point. That takes a congressional uh, appointment, too. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that, actually. You only get two.
0: That's it. Wow. There's only two. They can nominate two to West Point, two to uh, the Air Force Academy, one to uh, two to Annapolis, you know, to the, but they can't, uh, you know, it's not like everybody gets in. So you got to get, yeah, I of mean, course. and an it ain't, you know, and uh, to get a scholarship like that's incredible. But what a great athlete Abram Edwards is, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's great. And uh, uh, Army fits his, assuming they haven't played tight end, because I've heard that he's also done some defensive end work for some camps and stuff army's offense does fit his uh playing style I and mean, they they run a lot at winfield and then do play action he's he's their guy catching the play action so that that's pretty much what they do at uh, you know they do it a little differently as far as the options and stuff at uh, army but uh, yeah it'll be fun watching him run around on the on the field well, that and that, i mean that just that now you know that week Army I mean, maybe fun, but if you're not really cheering for anybody, it's, you know, now now that's – you wake up and then you have – it's like a big – it's a big game day between uh, bowl season and conference championship seasons now.
0: We've got a couple minutes left, and I mean just a couple minutes, but uh, uh, Keaton Wynn, uh, yes. uh, formerly a Pekin, uh, got called up for his start against uh, St. Louis. Uh, he pitched four innings. He probably wasn't available. They sent him back down. Uh, yeah. Then they brought him back up. He got in a game against uh, San Diego and pitched five innings. Uh, mm-hmm. Last I seen, he was still on the major league roster. Is there any key yep. and win news?
1: Yeah, he pitched. Uh, let's see. When did he pitch? He pitched maybe two games ago. Every single time he's been on pitch, he's pitched well. And um, and he's pitched multiple innings. I've been waiting. I actually should check out, uh, let's see if I can, uh, San Francisco Giants. I was wondering if, if you, he hasn't got a start yet because he's, he's been a long reliever. But um, but he's had games where he's pitched the most innings uh, because he's came in in like the third fourth inning and then pitched to you know the eighth or whatever. Um, so uh, actually, and he would have gotten a win the other day. Um, they had a walk off win and he pitched him into the ninth and then somebody else came in for the tenth and then they walked it off and so he didn't get credit for the win even you know he, he pitched a lot so. Um, Let's see, they have a, a TBD on Thursday, June 29th, so we'll see if uh, he's slated in that. Because I'm wondering whether they're going to give him his first start or if they're going to keep him in long relief, He's been doing pretty darn good in long relief. so maybe they keep him there, but I don't know. But He's in Canada right now because they're, uh, they're at the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah, so, it's yeah. Uh, uh, a guy that can come out of the bullpen and eat up some innings for you. is about as valuable a bullpen guy as you can get, but it does lend a, it, it does – Lend you to the mind that maybe
1: they are grooming him to be a starter. Yeah, well, um, so I've been uh, sorry, I yawn a little bit, but I've been on the on the Giants, you know, Twitter and message boards and stuff, just reading what people had to say. And people were speculating that he might start um, a few games ago. He did, uh, but he's had games where, like, where they have two relief pitchers that are pitching, and they're it's it's kind of like they they share the load, you know. Um. So um. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how um how that works out it'd be awesome to see in the playoffs this year that'd be really cool it
0: would be really something just the fact that he's on a major league roster at all is uh it's kind of uh that's what you and me are in this business for isn't it you know what i mean we're out here covering all these little baseball fields and track fields and football fields and basketball courts in the hope that someday one of these players that we're covered makes it
1: yeah, well, I always hope that uh, – see, I used to say that I was going to get, you know, like if a kid from our area signed with Army football, I'd get an Army football shirt and just start just start filling my wardrobe with uh, gear from all of the uh, teams where we have people. But at this point, it's it's, it's hard to track at this point. Uh, you know, we have a lot of kids that do well in college, and then um, a few that obviously go on to the pros. So it's uh, pretty fun. All
0: right. Well, we've been talking to Andy Kruitzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Thank you for being with us, Andy.
1: Thank you.